your topic. <laughs> your topic. So welcome to Bonehead. Now, what I was every once in a while, someone comes up with a topic. It's usually these two, and I go, I did. And then I start looking through it, and I actually have a good time. I'm gonna now, say, and I, I'm gonna I give, only tell you the ones where I actually have a good time. So I was hoping the next question would be, wait, which ones did he say? Oh, damn it, never said no, later. No, you have said on you've complained, episode, yeah. yeah, you've complained I, on news. Oh, I, I've, I, I swear to God, I've kept a couple of them quiet. This is terrible. I don't know. I'm not Why are we do doing this again? All. What are we doing? All right. As I delved through it, I had a good time and the little time that I had to do the research. I'm just going to sit here and eat Cheetos while you two talk. I don't have any Cheetos, which is usually better. It usually just says Because you fucking ate them all. (laughs) You bastard. You dirty, rotten, bald bastard. (laughs) Speaking of Cheetos. Jesus. I know we're doing a show, but I have. We need to patent this idea right now. Let me say it on air so we have at least a a vague copyright. Why don't they take so they they make that Tostitos cheese dip for tortilla chi- tortilla chips, right? Yeah. yeah. Why don't they mix the powder that goes in Doritos with that and do it as a limited edition thing? Can you imagine the extreme? Well, because people don't that? want you to have joy. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, I mean, people have, I, I think, I think fate, call it fate, call it destiny, call it what you will, but I'm pretty sure the last two years have proven that I can't have joy. Thank you for bringing it up, Joe. Let's do this crappy episode. Well, so, I'd bring even more up, but you told me that because of non-disclosure, I can't. That's, I do yeah, want to give James, so James did come up with the topic of this episode, which I'll let James introduce, but I will say this, James, uh, uh, quite a few of the episodes that James has brought up has been fun for me uh and most notably way back when in the day we did way one back for when him. in the day yeah like early on for his class we did the uh yeah, the that fake was, colleges one that, that was, was four years fun. ago that was Three really fun for me four to years. do and that been that long uh james uh so uh the topic of this episode i was at first i i, I was like oh i'm gonna have a lot of fun with this and then as as time progressed i'm like oh shit i don't know what i'm going to do and then my brain triggered, and I'm like, oh, man, there are so many good things to do for this. So, James, what is the topic of this episode? Today's topic is best fictional teachers. Not I the real right to die. God, shit. <laughs> Go no. back to eating your Cheetos. <laughs> Damn it. What By am the way, I to do now? Kevorkian wasn't fictional, Joe. That, that dude was real. As a matter of fact, his spirit lives in your house. I wasn't That's supposed to tell true. you that. Al Pacino played him. Anyway, no, no. For the best fictional teachers, uh, be they from movies, be they from television, be they from your fanfic, your weirdos, whatever it is, the best fictional teachers that you know you would you would consider having in class, but somebody that you would love to have teach you. We'll probably also do some dishonorable mentions as we go along as well, I'm sure. But best fictional teachers. By the way, I want to point out too um that i lost my train of thought so joe go well no i'm gonna say real quick best fictional teacher and by the way you also have to remember we're warped and screwed up individuals so what could be our best teacher may be the most sarcastic evil professor teacher ever because i love those people oh i i I, dude first one off the bat there's a bunch though i mean it's all right so do you want me to go first you can. I, I'm ready to go, James. James I'm ready to go. Your, I'll go. James, I'll go. Joe, Joe, go, 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 Joe, go. go. 
Freddy fucking Shoop, Mr. Freddy Shoop, Mr. Shoop from summer school. Mark Harmon yeah. made me want to be a teacher. He was, <laughs> he was on my the third he, act when he got his act together and learned how to teach. Oh no, I wanted his job at the first act of the movie where he did nothing. And he, he says in the opening of the movie, I only got into this because for because the summer's off. And by the way, that movie is, I still say that movie, the, the biggest thing, again, you can't complain about movies, all of it's bullshit, but still the fact that that man is a teacher who does the bare minimum and he has a house on the beach. <laughs> well, it made sense when we were a kid. I mean, my yeah. advice made sense that they were rolling around in DeLorean or not DeLoreans and Lamborghinis. And, you know, they, they can't, have, there's even a good, by the way, we always, I always bring up golden. There's a golden girls episode that makes fun of it in the eighties. Yeah. I don't so, get me wrong. Like I said, yeah, Mark Harmon wanted maybe wanted me to be a teacher because not only could I have a house on the beach, but I could have Courtney Thorne Smith uh, crushing on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of those is more unbelievable than dragons. Yeah. <laughs> so might put up that beach bum vibe, but deep down he cares about his students. Only towards the end of the movie, I don't know. Yeah, no, he didn't give a shit. He about, didn't well, no, a- midway through because you know I randomly know. he appears. Randomly he appears in that male strip club for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> so we've talked about this movie on here before. James has still never seen the damn thing. So, uh, so, summer, so he has to teach at a ski school. I he don't has know to the teach a summer school. Joe, Joe. Well, that's just us. Okay, what? so so to our listeners, we are planning a to go see james who's not in the state currently we are taking a copy of summer school and making this man watching it and james we will make joe watch sandlot yeah i've never seen it because he's killing me smalls both of them are killing me so summer school it has huge leaps and plot holes throughout and we talked about this a few years ago and i won't go into a lot of it because i think we talked about this in either a beach movie or summer movie i won't go back to it however frank shoot or mr shoot he was just fun. Mark Harmon was fun. Mark Harmon was a deliberate stranger. Anybody? Anybody? Yeah. You know, before he was on NCIS for 18 actual, and I just read it today. He was on NCIS for 18 years. Has he quit? Yeah, he quit last year. I didn't know it either because oh, I don't wow. watch NCIS. And by the way, he did five years of Chicago Hope. Did you know that? That's 23 yeah. years of TV. I don't know. I never watched Chicago Hope. I have no hope for Chicago. I watched and- the first. I watched the first season or two. There you go. I don't watch. I don't watch. I don't watch broadcast television anymore. Well, so, I don't either. I mean, Joe, uh, this was this was early nineties. What's today? <laughs> don't tell him, James. Don't tell me. I just it's a fun guy. He's fun. We're going to talk about more fun people as I go through mine. Who's next? I'm going to go because James. Uh, when James came up with the the oh, topic, and he looks up with Kirstie Alley. You know, yeah, he before she went all bad shit, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. When James picked up that when we were discussing and James said this topic, he pretty much called me out on this right away. So I'm just going to get it out of the way. Uh, Otis Drexel uh, yep. from 1991's uh, Drexel's class. It only lasted uh, uh, 13 episodes, I believe it was. <laughs> it was canceled pretty quickly. But uh, Otis Drexel was played by Dabney Coleman. And he is one of the scummiest teachers you could ever see. Uh, he is not even a teacher. He is a, he works, he's a corporate grader uh, and he gets caught uh, uh, for tax evasion. And rather than go to jail, they sentence him to teach elementary school until the back taxes are paid for, because that's what happens in real life people. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I watched it. So 
I honestly couldn't remember. So I actually went back and watched a few episodes and he really is just as bad as you, you could think. Uh, there's one episode where uh, he has the hots for a young teacher and keep in mind, he's, he's really old. I mean, it's Dabney Coleman. Dabney Coleman always looked like he was in his sixties. Um, yeah, even when he was in his forties. Yeah. Uh, Jane, James helped me. Uh, the Bajoran person from deep space nine. Kira. Kira. So Kira is the hot new teacher and he wants, he has the hots for her and he's just this scummy. He smokes cigars in the teacher's lounge. He's, Where do you it, find this at, by the way? Can, can I chime a, in real quick and yeah. say my favorite episode? There's an episode, I, it may, I, in my memory, it begins this way. It may not, but he wants to go somewhere and he's like, oh, they're like, there's school, there's school. And he goes, I've got that covered. And literally the students walk into the class and there's a cassette deck set up and it says push play and they push play. And it's like, today you're going to do this. And this kid goes, we, we can just turn it off. And the kid gets up and he, goes, and he says something like, Michael, sit down. And the kid immediately <laughs> sits back down. It, it yeah. is literally the most least you have to do anywhere to do anything. I will say this, Joe, there's, I could only find three episodes on YouTube. They're on YouTube. Yeah, they're on YouTube, uh, and one is attached to another, uh, and one is like a compilation with some with a forgotten Jonathan Winters TV show. Uh-huh. But in this one, yeah, so he they 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 proceed to try to give him advice on how to hook up with this woman who won't date him because again he is about thirty years older than her, and he dresses up and he does all the stuff, and the date goes horribly wrong. And then it cuts to him in the classroom and he's making the whole class huddle in the corner because the date went so horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's good stuff. Yeah. And then uh, there's the a Halloween episode where he doesn't, he, again, he doesn't want to be in the classroom. He doesn't like these kids. It is obvious. He just wants them to sit there and not do anything. And they are, they, they browbeat him into actually putting forth an effort. <laughs> Um, I do want to mention real quick before we move on the cast, uh, the, the child's actors in this, some of them went on to be pretty big things. Uh, Dabney Coleman's daughter is played by Brittany Murphy. Um, and, uh, his older daughter is AJ Langer, which if you look her up, you're like going, Oh, it's that woman. Well, you know, just yeah. draw dropping, draw dropping beautiful. Um, also Jason Biggs is in it. Um, a very young Jason Biggs, Mark, uh, Matthew Lawrence is in it, who went on to do a few things. Me. Um, and there's also a few kid actors where you would go, oh, look, it's that kid uh, from our, from that time. But yeah, uh, Drexel's class. Again, it's just one of those staples that I loved as a kid. And I wanted Drexel to be my teacher because he just didn't care. And he was smarmy. He was, he was dirty. He was just all kinds of an awful man who was who honestly the only redeeming quality is he loved his kids but he didn't care about anybody else's kids all right who's next you know i'm gonna go with one that doesn't get much attention because it more or less it wasn't even the main character of the show it wasn't but deserves credit for being a teacher under what has to be some of the most extreme conditions and is married in the show to the most important icon in the history of this decade-spanning franchise, I have to talk about Keiko O'Brien, Kiko O'Brien from 
Star Trek Deep Space Nine. She taught. That's the one you're picking? Really? I, hold on. Hear me out. Name right. one teacher that has a harder job. You're on a space station. There's an entire episode dedicated to the Michelle fact. Pfeiffer, Dangerous Minds. No. Oh, don't get some people I no. work with started about that. No. <laughs> Two words for you. Whitewash. Yes, exactly. But it, it, if you watch the show, she has to. So she's Samuel on a L. Jackson, 187. <laughs> no, she's on a space station. That's she's true. dealing with That's aliens. She's dealing with, uh, you know, different cultures. She's dealing with all of that stuff. She was a botanist and she gets there and doesn't have a job. So she's like, well, we have all these kids. Somebody should teach them. I'm going to start a school. She starts the school. And what's one of the first things that happens? She's teaching. And there's these people that own the station that she's on. And they believe the wormhole aliens are gods. And there's an entire episode dedicated to the fact that she goes, they are beings, but they are not gods. And of course, she gets thrown. There's a lot of parallels to some things that have happened in our school system as is. And Deep Space Nine did it over 20 years ago. I wanted to mention that because I think it's a fascinating case. And it also shows that education pops up in all these other types of shows, all these other types of things as well, right? It's one of the things that's built into the background of a lot of different shows. And Deep Space Nine was probably the first Star Trek show that actually took some time to say, hey, wait a second, there is a school, right? If your ship's going to have kids on it, there's probably somebody teaching them. There's probably somebody doing things like that. And so I just wanted to give a shout out to the one Star Trek teacher that we know quite a bit about, largely because she was married to the most important figure in all of Starfleet, Miles O'Brien. Joe, it's yours. You done? Yeah. I don't, what more do you want me to say, I don't Joe? know. The, the dramatic pause sometimes throws us. <laughs> yeah, I, every once in a while. Here's mine. <laughs> Gravitas! Here's mine. <laughs> to quote this teacher... Are you all on dope? Uh, Mr. Uh, Hand. <laughs> yep, that's a good one. Yeah. Mr. Hand from Fast Times of Ridgemont High, played by the one of the best character actors of all time, Ray Walston. He was tough, he was firm, and he was just trying to get it through to that one character played by Sean Penn, Jess Bacoli. He didn't even show up at his house. Even if it meant, thank you, James, my next thing was showing up to his house. He was trying to get, Mr. Hand was trying to get through. Now, I, honestly, I haven't watched it in a long time. The reason I picked it as my second one was because I'm a huge fan of Ray Walston, although I hear later on he, he could be a little bit of a curmudgeon to work with. Have you guys ever heard any of these stories? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even Mick Garris, who who had him in the stand, would say, well, he was nice to me. He was kind of mean to everybody else. And every once in a while, you'd have to go over and call him on it. Because he'd listen to the director, because Ray Walston was an old character actress from the 50s, 60s, right? Who did you yeah. listen to? The directors. You could get fired. Well, he would do, but he was kind of, he could be kind of a dick to other people. Although he has some fantastic, fantastic roles throughout time. And Mr. Hand is probably one of those. But what I have a question for both of you, which comes up often. It, do people still watch Fast Times? Because I don't know that they do. I mean, I don't know. You're, you're talking to somebody who doesn't have a lot of social interaction with people, but I don't, I mean, I, <laughs> I did know. You decide to go work from home. Yeah, I know. I mean, 
I don't hear people talking about it. I know it's don't. it's it's don't. in the it's but at the same time it is iconic. I mean, you still I still hear people talking about Phoebe Cates. I still hear t- people talking about Sean. When people talk about Sean Penn, they talk about Stifler, much to his chagrin. Not Stifler. Spicoli. Spicoli. God, I just went American Pie. Why? Bye bye, Miss um, I don't. Yeah. I just as one of mine, and it's a very short. And I've got three or four. So go, Chad. Man, I don't know where to go with this. Um, so I'm just going to go with. The, I, I've talked about this a little bit in a, a, an episode a long time ago, but I want to talk about Bill Rago, Renaissance Man, Danny DeVito. Huh. Hmm. I really enjoy. Again, it's another one. It's it. It's the same premise as as Drexel's class. It's somebody who isn't supposed to be a teacher. He uh, he he works in business. He gets in trouble, and they force him to go. Uh, teach at a military academy or not a military academy but you know in a the military army. school yeah he's on military, I mean, it's, it's not military school it's people base. it's a military base um and like i said you know one of the one of the best things i had uh sorry i want to make sure uh get this quote right i had to look it up he begins his class with going hi i'm bill rago i've never taught before and you never thought before so good luck to all of us you know yeah. he doesn't want he doesn't want to be there he taught me um, and, what an oxymoron was. Yeah, not an oxymoron. Did you know what and, it was? And this is, before no, watching that I movie? didn't. I Until mean, watching that movie, and also too, why why I wanted to talk to this is he made me like Shakespeare. Um, at the time, 1994, 14 year old me, it was I'd been given a, a few Shakespeare uh, cl- uh, in class, and I thought it was boring. But hearing the speech from Henry V, uh, Saint Crispin's Day man it made me love it made me love that speech it made me look more into shakespeare i mean who holds his manhood cheap um or he who holds his manhood cheap i'm probably i'm probably butchering that to hell but that speech in the rain where uh gregory hines forces the the soldier to get up and tell him to quote shakespeare because he just does not believe that they should not be learning they should be in the field learning to fight learning to kill and he sits there and gives that speech and it just stuns everybody. It's great. It's 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 a it's a great scene in a movie that doesn't get talked about, doesn't get a lot of respect. It's directed by Penny Marshall, uh, written by Jim Bernstein. Um, but yeah, no, I love every minute of that movie. Uh, and just searing Danny, the way Danny DeVito teaches, and he starts out again, unlike Drexel, who never gave a crap about. He never wanted to be there. It was all about him just treating his kids like shit. He's, uh, it's that typical movie thing. He he gets there. He doesn't want to teach, but he finds a common ground, and he teaches these kids Shakespeare, and they all gather around it and learn it and love it, and that forms that bond there. And it's it's a great piece, and and Danny DeVito really does play, do do a great performance in that movie, and so does Gregory Hines, which again. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, I just want to talk about Renaissance Man. I think it, it, it's a it's a great movie about learning Shakespeare. So yeah, I but Henry V, man, yeah, I just I just I still get chills thinking about that speech. I will go look at it every now and then on online just to hear it. Okay, James, James, I I have to talk about a show because you brought up Drexel. I want to bring up the closest we've had to Drexel in the past five years. Yeah, by the way, but not to cut you off. That is something I struggled with because everyone I was listening was either from the late eighties, early or early to mid nineties. And I'm like, I've got to punch this up. I've got to get more modern. 
Well, there's there's one that comes close in the last five years that lasted a little bit longer than Drexel's class. And I want to quote a few lines from the protagonist of this show because I did enjoy this show. It wasn't a knockout of the park, but it was better than it had any right to be. It should have got more seasons. Here's a couple example quotes from our protagonist of this show, who was a teacher. Hey, Colin, you know, I was just thinking, I'm, I'm so curious. Did you happen to bang your mom last night? Because I sure as hell didn't. <laughs> uh, let's see. Here's another good one. You know what I'm going to do? Keep in mind, this is in a class. You know what I'm going to do? I think I'll buy one of those Japanese talking toilets. See what that has to say. <laughs> okay. So there's four basic categories of happiness that I'm going to want you all to focus on, all right? One, mm -hmm. you should work a job where you can see the physical results of your labor at the end of each day. Two, make up mundane celebrations to distract you from your inevitable death. Number three, ingest sugary, fatty, and salty things that release endorphins in your brain. And four, partner with a convenient person within a 20-mile radius to procreate and therefore feel as though a memory of you might live on. And of course, the one that will give this show away. So I'm, I'm not going to teach you anything in here, okay? If you keep your mouth shut, you get an A. If you say anything to anybody, you get an F. Welcome to AP Bio. Okay, good. I, I was sitting here going, because when I did this, it. there's two shows that I think should be mentioned here, and I just haven't seen of them. One of them was AP Bio. Um, Lynn Howerton plays the protagonist, who is Jack Griffin. Jack Griffin is that this the first season is great because Patton Oswald plays the principal, which is what got me interested in the show. I'm not gonna lie, I love Patton Oswald. Now that being said, the show is about he is from an Ivy League school, he's from Harvard, and he's competing with another guy at Harvard for the their dream job. He loses to this guy and is so disgraced, he ends up teaching AP biology. That's not his field, it's not what he does. But the school wants to be able to say they have a Harvard person on their staff. And he leverages that against basically everybody to say, if you want me to stay, you have to let me do what I want. And there's even a scene that there's, so that line I quoted, welcome to AP Bio, that's actually from the second season. But in the first season, he has an entire, I think it's even in the first episode, he has an entire thing where he goes off on a rant about that. Where he says, this is AP Bio. Don't talk to me. Don't speak to me. Read the book. I don't want you to say anything. This isn't one of those things where I'm going to twist it around and you're going to realize I taught you the secret of life. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to get revenge. And he starts to use his students to target the guy that stole his dream job away from him. That's what the show's about. So he literally has students brainstorm things like how to catfish this guy into embarrassment how did you know file all these claims against this guy have he has them send fake letters to this to his opponent and he's living in his dead mother's house that's that's the show he ends up teaching ap bio because he doesn't have anything else to do mm -hmm. and he's mad at this guy and he's going to use that position to get back at that guy trying to get his dream job ran i think three or four seasons yeah, but it was it was better than having any right to be. Glenn Howerton's great, of course. Patton Oswalt as as the principal, and it's again as 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 with Drexel's class. If you watch it now, you'll sit there and go, "Oh, that guy! Oh, that guy! Oh, that guy!" So there you go. All right, here's another one that I don't think people talk about anymore. Welcome back. 
Mr. Cartier. Mr. Cartier, up your nose with the rubber hose. Twice as far with the Hershey bar. There we go. Gabe Kaplan's Gabe Carter. Um, did you guys watch this on reruns? Maybe on I Nick did. and I when you were watched young? Few, I watched, I watched, I watched some episodes, yeah. I mean, I, I am I am admittedly not a fan of it. So. Oh, I enjoyed it when I was younger. I don't know what I'd think of it now. I, I really yeah, I never watched it when I was a kid. I didn't I didn't actually watch an episode till I was older. And that's probably why it doesn't have any impact on me because I was just like, eh, it's your typical 70s sitcom. So Gabe Kaplan plays Gabe Cotter, a guy who goes back to his neighborhood in New York and tries to become a teacher or is a teacher. And it basically is him dealing with these crew of idiots. One would be John Travolta, who would go on to do nothing, known as the Sweat Hogs. And that's uh, he's a former underachiever who's eventually inspired to realize he had plenty of potential to be successful. Now, the first few seasons of this I actually have some, but towards the end of the show, I did. I was going to look this up. And do you remember there would be like a little stinger or something? Because there wasn't quite enough content for the 30 minutes of the show. And there'd be some bit stupid ass added on scene. James, do you remember any of this? Yeah. Yeah. With yeah, him no. and his girlfriend slash wife or whatever. Yeah, sitting on the couch, right? Yeah, something. I, and this only happened in later seasons. I need to look up and see actually how long it ran, but I, I don't know. At one point, the Sweat Hogs and Mr. Cotter was probably Welcome Back Cotter was one of the, I mean, it was everywhere, like Planet of the Apes everywhere. It was a huge success in the late 70s. It was a cultural phenomenon. Was it really? It only lasted four se- four year seasons, it, by the way. Yeah, four seasons. Only four. I a thought to- it was short. Total of ninety five episodes. Yeah. So it actually technically didn't even. I don't. I mean, this was the seventies, so it probably didn't exist then. But it didn't even make syndication. Oh well, of course it did. Yeah. This is where we saw it. Yeah. 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 Alf is the same way. Alf only lasted four seasons. Yeah. And it only has ninety some episodes. It didn't reach the actual hundred episodes. All right. Who's next? Okay, uh, I, mm, man, we're gonna have to go farther than than our top three because there there are a few that I'm surprised Joe didn't mention. I'm not done. Uh, okay, then I'm not done either. Uh, so I'm going to talk about one. Um, I always wanted a teacher who would look at a cop and when the cop says, "What's your name, cowboy?" and my teacher would reply, "Robert Roberts, Esquire to you, honky." <laughs> <laughs> Bob Roberts, played by Bob uh, by Dennis Hopper, My Science Project. <laughs> really? <laughs> I haven't watched My Science Project since I was a kid. I actually can barely remember anything about it. Is uh, I it actually, streaming somewhere? I, uh, it was. I don't know if it is anymore. Uh, that's why I saw it a couple of years ago. I still love it. I will admit that it's not, it's not science. It's not anything, you know, it's just fun to watch. Um. But yeah, it's and if you're so it Dennis Hopper has a very small part, but it's about this kid who uh is is a f- high school flunk. He doesn't he doesn't do good in school. Um, and he has to create a science project for uh Bob Roberts science class. Um and uh John Stockwell, who was in Christine, who would later go on to be a director in his own right. Sorry, I just want to throw that. No, out. you're fine. Um, and anyway, he finds this alien device and it it causes it it pulls in electricity and it creates a time portal all this crazy stuff uh it's really good but but dennis hopper as a teacher who just he he cares about his students so much that he doesn't want to be the bad guy i'm going to pull another quote if you uh but it's all about 
they come in with this science project um, and this this machine for him to look at. And by the way, again, I want to point out uh, that he does not have a whole lot of scenes in this. Uh, I, it'll take me two seconds. Okay. Uh, so, so the, the two kids, uh, Michael and Vince, uh, Vince is played by, uh, oh my God, Fisher, Fisher Stevens. Fisher Stevens. Uh, um, he goes, you guys come my science final. What's with you guys? Where were you? Uh, they answer him. He goes, well, uh, uh, in the ozone blow zone, I'm tired of you four F's. Let me tell you something, unless your project is dino Supreme, you both get D's. He won't even flunk them. He won't even flunk them properly. He just want he's threatening them with D's. Uh, and, you know, and then eventually the science, he starts working on this machine and then he gets sucked in and he comes back as Dennis Hopper. That's he's, he's a normal person before, but when he comes out of the machine, he's Dennis Hopper. That's the only way to explain it. He's this crazy dressed up hippie. Uh, uh, well, he's actually dressed up more like a cowboy, but he's acting like hippie Dennis Hopper. and. So you get both sides of the spectrum with him. You get the you get the the teacher who cares about his students, and then when he comes back, he's not the same. He's this crazy psychedelic, you know. I'm going to blow your minds, man. <laughs> and I would love to be in that class. I had it. I had it close um, in a geology class I took in college. Um, whenever you wanted, to, whenever you wanted to get the teacher's mind off of uh, the insane stuff he was that you couldn't comprehend, you would talk about. Uh, people destroying the the planet and he would just go off on a tangent T typical hippie stuff <laughs> Bill, too much lds in the 60s probably he looked the type do you know who wrote and directed my science project jonathan butel 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 do you know what he would go on to make uh, enlighten me theodore Money. rex <laughs> oh callback now he did write the last starfighter in 1984 but his next big feature film was Theodore Rex. He did a bunch of episodes of Freddy's Nightmare too, Joe. I know, but his next big feature film is Theodore Rex. Chad, what was his last big feature film? Uh, did you uh, Theodore, Theodore Rex? Rex is the answer, by the way. Uh, no, by the way, you're wrong. The, the, it's Captain America: The Winter Soldier. But you know, no, he didn't write and direct Captain America: The Winter Soldier. He might have. No. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, I Yeah, 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 I do. Show me the proof. Show me the proof. <laughs> I was there in Atlanta. <laughs> James. Yeah, well, I don't remember seeing you there. Damn. Anyway, I'm going to talk. You mentioned welcome back, uh, Mr. Cotter. Mr. Cotter. Welcome back, Cotter. I have to talk about a show that some people argue is effectively a remake of it. Sadly, canceled due to, uh, to health concerns, but at least in part due to health concerns. And that would be Mr. Iglesias. Starring Gabriel Iglesias as Mr. Iglesias. It followed the exact same plot. Guy going back to his alma mater wasn't the best student, and he decides he's going to help these kids. In all fairness, that, that is a pretty, that's a plot used over and over again. It's not, I'm sure yeah, somebody stole it before. I'm pretty Mr. sure that even happened to me in real life. So, but but it, it has the exact same premise. Both shows happen to also be led by a comedian named Gabe or Gabriel. That being said, the entire show, it has a pretty good cast. Uh, Christopher McDonald plays the alcoholic uh, uh, coach. And by the way, they never really, I mean, they address that he's an alcoholic. That he's drinking on the job, but they never, oh, well, what are you going to do? Um, and of course, he uh, he works with his old teacher who says, yeah, it's amazing that you made it this far. And the villain, much like with Welcome Back, Cotter, is also this bureaucratic administrator, right? 
Mm-hmm. That's the show. Uh, I watched it with my kids. They liked it. It was a nice way to introduce them to stand-up comedy because we could watch that and I could let them watch some, you know, Gabriel Iglesias fluffy uh, stand-up specials. But it's, it's again, it's the exact same premise. But I wanted to mention it because it's also a show, though, that is updated a little bit. Uh, it's where my kids learned the history, uh, the history, history, there it is, of uh, Latinx because there's an entire thing where he has a trouble with it and it's his students that go no 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 it's not latino 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 anymore it's latin latinx and they have an entire conversation about it. so my kids got to see that from that point of view it's really interesting it's a really i mean it's not a show that's going to revolutionize your world but if you're looking for something you can watch with kids that it's about a school setting and shows a little bit of behind the scenes what teachers do what it looks like you could do worse than Mr. Iglesias, especially if you can't get behind Mr. Cotter because it's aged. This one's much more recent. It's on Netflix. It's worth checking out if you're interested in a school set sitcom, a modern one. But watch AP Bio first, so it's less appropriate for children. Okay, I'm going to talk about, I'm going, I'll, I'll just give you one more. And because there's two I have left, but I could have swore Chad was going to do one of them. And basically, uh, my last one is John Keating. It's Robin Williams from the Dead Poets Society. Maybe yeah. one of the most inspirational teachers of all time, right? Yeah. Except for one other guy himself. with these kids. And if you want to talk about these kids later, you can. I mean, I still make the joke to people who I teach in college and to folks who sometimes meet me. It's like, yeah, you can call me that. Or you can call me old captain, my captain. Dead Poets Society, John Keating, Robin Williams, none of us had him as a teacher. No. No, that's why I'm still alive. <laughs> that kid kills himself, Joe. Why would we want him as a teacher? You no, know, it's just a movie. Chad. Oh, that's it? Okay. Finish up. Well, what the I'm, hell did I'm, you want? Who hadn't seen I, Dead Poets Society? I'm kind of curious if uh, which one you think I was on my list. Because I I have one, two, three, four more that I'm going to name them. Uh, we'll do that in honorable mentions, but I want to talk, if we're going to talk about a fourth one, I got to talk about a show that I really loved that went downhill fast after this teacher left. I'm talking about Professor Maximilian Arturo. Anybody? No. James? Wait a second. I should know this. There's You're a long gonna, pause. Uh, go, 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 go. Played by John Rhys Davis in the TV show yep. Sliders. Sliders. I didn't watch sliders when I was a kid. I think oh, I might enjoy it now, but I, I you'll like I if you like it, you'll like the first two or three seasons. It lasted five years. Um, but John Reese Davis, am I butchering his middle name? John Reese Davies, that's what I John know. John Reese Davies. Um, when he left the show, it went really downhill and it started going downhill when he was there because honestly, so if you're not familiar with the concept of sliders, it's about a, a kid who's really smart. He invents a device that allows you to switch to jump from uh, to different. It's a multiverse. It's just like uh, uh, Doctor Strange. It allows him to jump to different multi- uh, universes and and uh, explore. But he, and every time he hopes that that next leap will be the leap home. You're basically correct. It's the same thing as Quantum Leap. Is that the the, the device backfires once uh, he gets he gets his friend. Uh, he gets his his professor played by John, uh, pro, uh, Professor Maximilian Arturo, and then an unfortunate uh, has been a, a singer who accidentally gets sucked into the portal, 
trapped because uh, the device breaks and now they can't control where they jump. They can only hope that the next jump takes them home. And it's, uh, but the reason I wanted to bring this up is John Rice Davies. Oh God, I'm butchering it. Um, is, uh, his t- I loved him as a professor. He was, he was, he was very strict. He was very, um, you know, staunch and you know he uh, he was all about the science but at the same time he was a guy who cared about his student which is why he was there mm-hmm. he wanted to explore this with him uh and just having him it, it it again just i loved him i actually liked him in in many different episodes and many different shows but i really loved him as the professor in sliders so yeah i just wanted to mention that real quick james there's one that has now started in comic books but it's crossed into just about tv and movies and all of that stuff i don't think we can talk about teachers without mentioning the head of uh, xavier school for the gifted professor X. wolverine professor uh you know professor, uh, wolverine. Char- professor charles xavier and what he meant for education so you know <laughs> if, if you follow the the comic he basically wrote verba <laughs> No, if you follow the comics, basically he he started a school for outcasts. I mean, that's what it's for gifted students. But you know, if you look at you know, obviously Stan Lee and and all the writers that have written X Men, it means something different now. But it was really a commentary about racial injustice and religious intolerance and all that stuff. And so, by the comic book, it was listen. This this is somebody that is going to create a place where all people can learn, right? And that was kind of the it's what Professor X was supposed to be. Of course, it wasn't necessarily a successful comic, as you know, there was a long period of time when there were no X Men comics published. But but um, he came back. It's done well for itself since the uh, late seventies, early eighties. Uh, anyway, but I, I just wanted to to bring that because Professor X is a teacher that is supportive of all students he's trying to help people that are when they're down that being said we're not sure exactly what he teaches no they never i've never seen him in a class no that's not true you see him in a, you see yeah, him you see him students in, in, in just the, the first X-Men, class in the first movie no in the first movie oh, I see when, what he did there yeah. i see what he did there he used a movie reference yeah. you know joe there's books too they're comic books but you could read them. why don't you try reading some instead of trying to burn them all right, Joe. Honorable mentions? I don't, doing? I'm not going to say my honorable mention because I want to hear James and Chad's honorable mention before I see. I want to see if he gets it because I've, I've literally left it there for him. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to throw this one out. I'm not going to talk about it, but Shale, played by Tom Berger in The Substitute. <laughs> no, I'd prefer 187. <laughs> Joe, I am surprised you didn't bring up Professor Turgeson. Turd Ferguson? <laughs> From Sam Kennison back to school. Uh, that's yeah, a great I mean, one. That's, that's, that's a great scene, but it, it never came to my mind. I, and I don't really, because I think more of that is that, that I, the issue with Chad is I never, I forget that that's an actual teacher, not Sam Kennison. Yeah. I know that's it true. is supposed to, but you, does that make sense to either one of you? No, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's Sam Kennison, but yeah. It's yeah. Sam Kennison. Yeah. No, uh, it's Mr. one of my favorite scenes in comedy throughout the 80s. Now, I would never want to have this person as a teacher. Mr. Garrison, South Park. Yeah, never, ever, ever. Is that the one you left for me? No. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, but and when you talk about teachers in school, you have to talk about the primo example of the absolute worst possible situation you could have when you go to school. 
and that would be Mr. Garrison. Yeah. Is that your last one? Nope. My last one is the best one. Um, and I, I wanted to put her at the top of the list because we didn't talk about any female teachers, guys. The one um, I'm, I'm waiting on you as a female. Miss Krabappel. Yeah, that's the one I was waiting yeah. for you to do. I had it. I was like, well, Chad's going to do Miss Krabappel. I was waiting. I was saving her for the very last in case one of you. I thought, Joe, I thought you were going to bring her up. I, I saved her for you. Yeah, so Miss Krabappel from The Simpsons. Uh, the, the, the voice actress is no longer with us, unfortunately. So Miss Krabappel had to be retired. Um, I can't believe I'm blanking on her name. Well, well Trace McNeil. But what mm. I was going to say was, as I was looking at a list like I often do, and that came up with one of the worst teachers, you know, like best and worst throughout pop culture. I mean, she I has don't episodes. think she was a bad teacher. She no, she just, had episodes where she didn't want to teach the kids. She gave up on them. She was terrible. But, you know, there's there an episode where she works with Bart. I mean, there's yeah, no one. Bart. And, you know, Bart's going to Bart's going to fail. Mm-hmm. and be held back yeah and she grades the paper and you can see he's absolutely devastated but she looks it back and says oh wait and changes it that's a teacher i yeah. mean granted no no that's not it i mean but she found something to give him hope mm-hmm. now it, it would be absolutely wrong for a teacher to change an answer to a right answer if it's wrong well, obviously in, in that episode actually he says now i know exactly how washington felt when blah 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 yeah. and she goes well i mean that's not on the test but you're technically right right yeah and she so she goes him... that counts for something yeah and she changed the grade for him and that's what a teacher should be and i, I did not know she would be appear on any bad teachers list because that's just awful that teacher yeah she was beat down by the system which most mm-hmm. teachers are yeah and that's where you got to face it is Can- a lot of teachers who've been in this room especially in the american system they're underpaid they're overworked and parents rag on them all and the time. parents are flipping awful and and i say they, that as a parent and you know you see miss krabappel who's just trying to the day but she still has those shining lights where she she shows that she's there for a reason mm-hmm. And I, that's can, the kind of teacher I want. Yeah, I had. Can I, can I do a, a quick addition to that yeah. in the same vein? I think in some ways the opposite, though some recent episodes shed some light into it, is actually Lisa's teacher, Miss Hoover. At, uh, yeah. um, what's her name? Miss Hoover, I know, but they, I, know I don't remember. First, I know her first name is escaping me. Anyway, uh, but Miss Hoover, there's been a recent episode, and it's actually a really good episode where she basically just more or less lays into Lisa and says, you know, because Lisa loses her temper with her and says, Oh, you know, you're a terrible teacher. And then Lisa eventually sees how she has to live her life. Like she lives in a poor area of, of Springfield. She doesn't have good furniture. Her back's always hurting because she doesn't have what she needs to get treatment and all of that stuff. And so anyway, that episode but that being said well, that's, Ms. and that's the same with miss krabappel she lived in like a dive apartment apartment I'm not mistaken, I, yeah. but that's i think that's the difference i would say miss hoover belongs in that bad teacher list a little bit earlier not that she doesn't occasionally have shining moments but basically you can tell by the way she treats ralph she doesn't want to be a teacher yeah and no and, like, and then krabappel you know, has that light occasionally like you were saying miss yeah. hoover has that just sit down ralph well yeah and miss and miss hoover who by the way has an exceptional student in, in, in the, in the, of, from Lisa. And rather than challenge her, she just doesn't want to hear Lisa talk. Yeah. And that's awful. Um, 
you know, but Miss Krabappel, I think she cared about her students. Sometimes, sometimes the episodes just appear to be, she's just a grumpy teacher who well, just, and wants they to use be. it that way, just in a yeah. stereotypical way. Yeah. For, 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 for comedic, va- for yeah, comedic yeah. value. Yeah. But they are, there are plenty of episodes where you see Trace McNeil just come out shining. And, and I, I hate that she's gone. That was like one of those devastating loss um, when she passed. And yeah, Miss Krabappel, out of everybody on my list, I saved her for last because I, I just think she's the winner. So yeah, there you go. And by the way, uh, James, I don't know if you're going to bring it up. We don't get responses, but if somebody goes, oh, you didn't talk about Abbott Elementary. I haven't watched it. I can't I talk about it. I know it's a hit show now. I know it's it's probably amazing. I just haven't seen it yet. Um. I do, I'm amazed we didn't bring it up, but uh, I, I, I've got to bring up head of the class, head of the class. As, 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 I, don't I honestly, James, that's another one of those. I thought you were going to do it. <laughs> well, I was going to say, and and I wish it was, and I guess it's been remade recently, right? It was yeah. A, and it was released on HBO Max, and I'll be honest, never saw it either. Sorry, the last two years have been bad for me. I'm, I'm falling behind. One day at a time was remade. I never saw that either. Yeah, um, supposedly that's good too, but it just no so much but anyway there were five seasons of head of the class now originally it starred dr johnny fever Mm -hmm. but he wasn't playing johnny fever it it starred charlie morris howard hessman who was it's the individual no it howard hessman is charlie moore (laughs) i didn't even realize what he was saying not in this oscar (laughs) but not in this theater anyway um charlie moore is played by howard hessman there you go um but so the the uh, and in the beginning first couple seasons he played it's kind of this for lack of a better term hippie like teacher teaching history at to these gifted students in the individualized honors program and then eventually and by the way there's one of those kids we can't talk about no more and then eventually oh yeah uh, that's right billy Connolly replaced him and and was uh, became the new teacher and began every do you remember how he began every morning no he began every morning with good morning geniuses oh um but i will say i will say this um about that uh the first episode with Bindley conley where they are actually missing howard hessman mm-hmm. it's the, the 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 nerdy kid when uh i think there's a letter or something maybe not i can't i'm probably remembering it wrong but the the emotional reactions to howard hessman not being up there is uh right up there with the uh the news radio episode where it's there's they're talking about the death of phil hartman it's rich rough yeah so yeah um but there's also an episode and uh, chad talked about things that made him want to read shakespeare well there is an episode and it's burned into my memory it's the episode that i remember the most is a new kid moves in and of course all these rumors start circling around him you know why did he move in and every time somebody asks him oh do you want to join this club do you want to be in the debate society do you want to he says i would prefer not to and they keep going on and on and on and you know these rumors start to be like oh he's this is going on or he's he's a murderer (laughs) he's whatever else i mean it's a sitcom so they get outlandish and finally you know uh, i think it's it's billy Connolly who says you all realize he's quoting books, right? Like that's what he's doing. That is the response of Bartleby the Scrivener in Melville. Whenever anybody asks him to do anything, he just goes, I prefer not to. 
And then you find out this kid's backstory, which is a little bit tragic. He did have an issue where he was involved in some stuff and it caused some people to get hurt. It wasn't his fault. And so they eventually bring him out of it. But I remember that because once I realized, you know, once Billy Collins says, oh, he's quoting this and he started saying what he was quoting. I was like, well, I've got to read that. And I did read Barbara the Scrivener. And quite frankly, it's better than Moby Dick. Come fight me, English professors. But anyway, um, so, yeah, it's, it's just one of those shows where you had a teacher, two different teachers played very differently. It's not like they cast Billy Connolly and went, now you act exactly like Hessman did. No, they play him completely differently, as they should. But it was, it was a, a great, great sitcom. I enjoyed it all the time that it was on. Um, and by the way, uh, do you remember why Hessman's characters quit? No. Uh-uh. He got to go back to Broadway. Oh. He got cast on Broadway. Um, and so... And, and that was the entire thing is that when Billy Connolly came in, his character, he he didn't make them use the formality anymore. He wasn't Mr. They called him Billy. That was also the name he, of the character he played. Anyway, so yeah, yeah. If you've never seen it and you can find it, I, I wish it was available on DVD to my knowledge. I thought it's on HBO Max, James. Is it? I need yeah. to check it out. Before they get rid um, of it. Yeah. You know, damn discovery. Um, it's oh i'm sorry here it is it's also available manufacturer on demand those mod dvds like uh history of the uh history of mankind the, the warner brothers Price. collection yeah yes yeah so just FYI, um i got my copy of big shots <laughs> however the big issue there is much like wkrp in cincinnati several episodes you did it used- wrong wkrp in cincinnati i did it wrong too um i'm a failure anyway the other thing that that head of the class did was it used a lot of music so the copyright issues on those episodes get really complicated but just fyi um the most recent season season four was released march 15th 2022 season five has not yet been released just fyi uh so the other teacher i want to talk about is one of my favorite characters of all time but maybe one of the absolute worst teachers of all time oh god this is where he's going to talk about uh, american me <laughs> no i'm going to talk about professor henry jones jr oh, oh. yeah i was wondering yeah never heard he- of it he may be a great adventurer, but don't you all think he's probably a terrible professor? Hear yeah, me out on he this. He just shows up and he doesn't yeah. answer any of the questions and he walks away. Yeah. He and isn't there, wasn't well, there, and then it's the entire thing. Without the handsomeness and adventure. And isn't there, a, a, isn't there a, a, an unproduced part of it where he actually has sex with one of his students too? That uh, Yeah, allegedly there was an implied thing, yes. Uh, yeah. I, and I don't know the full story on that, Chad. I'm a big fan of the movies. I don't want them ruined for me. That being said, as Interdimensional an beings. As an adventure. Tarantino says it's better than the third one. Uh, yeah, no. That's, Who I was says like, that? Mm. Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Week, he's doing a podcast with the, uh, what's his face? And he said, he yeah, he said it was actually. Say what you want to. It's still better than Last Crusade. God, I can't argue with a genius, but man, that's wrong. <laughs> I, well, I can argue with him. Um, that being said, though, hear me out on this. Is, is it, so he disappears all the time. It's my favorite him, one. They pull him out of a class in Raiders of the Lost Ark 
and say, we need you to go on an adventure. Who's teaching the class? Who's going back? Can you imagine having to be the substitute for that noise? Then on top of that, as far as actually an academic, he even for the academic side of adventures, he's also really unprepared. Somebody made this argument to me years ago. And I was like, oh, my God, you're right. And it, it made me go, hmm. It is totally Indiana Jones's fault in Raiders of the Lost Ark when he loses the idol in the beginning of the movie. He does not bother to learn the language of the native people. Hmm. Yeah. Belloc is a better academic You've talked about this before. than Indiana Jones. I know, but we're doing a teaching episode, so I needed to circle back to it. Just in case, this is where we get discovered. But no, it is true. And so, again, as a adventure as a hero i love indiana jones if indiana jones were was any of our colleagues we all work in higher education can you imagine having to work with that guy go oh the government showed up he's he's on sabbatical for the next two years finding the holy grail it would drive us all crazy so indiana jones may be a great adventure but he's probably a relatively lousy professor and i don't think some of those students are actually taking their, that class because they're interested in archaeology all right then any more questions guys we good i there's i mean by the way as, as chad said nobody ever comments back on us but there's a ton of other professors and teachers that we could have talked about there's tons of them in video games and comic books doc ock is is a professor is a you know teacher he, and was, on, he was on my list there's tons of them that being said, hopefully we at least gave you some to start thinking about as we go through this back-to-school season. All right, then. Mr. Cotter. Mr. Cotter, this has been Bonehead Weekly. Get out of my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs>